Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I love a Friday. I love a Friday, but I'm I'm at the point this week where I'm not I'm not tired. I'm more delirious than anything. Oh yeah, like that's that's the point I'm at. So I am just on one today, James. Oh, and it feels great. Oh, I gotta tell you, I'm excited to see what uh, this looks like, Kyle. No, it's not. It's not gonna be anything different. Just my my energy is really high today. All right. Like usually by a Friday, it's like like I'm sitting there before the show and I'm like, all right, like I got to I got to really try and amp myself up, and I got to I got to get to this level because if I come in here and I'm just all sleepy like this, like that does a disservice to you first of all, and to our listeners and our and our viewers on ESPN thirteen twenty TV. So I I, I you know I got to really like ramp myself up, but today I'm I'm in there. Yeah, I, I'm now envisioning you like looking in a mirror, like sucking yourself up, like hitting yourself in the chest. What do you think I'm doing in the bathroom? Come on, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. Yeah, dude. Come on. It's a hundred percent what I'm like. <laughs> like you seen that have you seen that meme where it's the drawing of the guy like sticking his finger in his own chest in the mirror? That's me. <laughs> That's me. Uh, Not fired up on a Friday, man. We got a, a ton of stuff to get into. Of course, we have NFL Week 11 action got kicked off last night, and the Bengals season's over. So that's, that's the thing that happened last night. We'll talk about that. Uh, Golden One Center gets a ton of love in a in a media poll. And Carissa Thompson is out here just winging it. Winging it. We've also got a Kings Spurs preview. Kings and Spurs face off tonight. We'll have Niners, um, Niners Bucks and Raiders Dolphins previews for you. Faraz Siddiqui, of course, Fantasy Friday at 930. I think this is why I'm so amped. There's oh, yeah. so much going on today. And of course we'll have Mab props. We're gonna get the Kings Spurs game tonight against the 49ers and Bucks game on Sunday. Interesting. So you did not go Kings Mavs. Yeah, you no, okay. yeah. I know that's the logical thing to go Sunday to Sunday, but you just never know what's gonna happen tonight. No, that's true. And so, you don't want an injury or something to to skew our, our vital standings. Yeah, no, 100%. No, these things are posted on the internet somewhere. Our, t- yeah, t- on the podcast. That's which right. Which you can listen to at the D'Lo and KC podcast still. It's fine. We're working behind the scenes. We're doing it. <laughs> um, let's let's uh, 
I don't I don't really the Joe Burrow got hurt and the Bengals are now being investigated for not disclosing his wrist injury that he aggravated during the game and he left the game and the Bengals got got smoked by the Ravens. So that's what happened. If Joe Burrow's out, the Bengals are done. Yeah, they're totally done. Go. Uh, you know, I want to give a shout shout out to Folsom's own uh, Jake Browning, but like that that's a tough situation to step into. Like yeah. really, really tough to step into. Joe Burrow is there everything, and you know he hasn't been able to stay healthy all all the time. Sacramento's own Jake Browning. Yeah, yeah, right. Folsom. I, I think out. Folsom high. Yeah, um, arena. I, I really want to get to this Carissa Thompson thing, but okay. but but first, Golden One Center. Number six in a media poll conducted by Hoops Hype on best arenas in the NBA. Okay. I took part in this poll. Yeah? Yeah, I was one of the 35, uh, you know, NBA writers around the country that uh, that Hoops Hype reached out to. And to be honest with you, um, I kind of had the, the same top three that they have. So the top three, uh, TD whatever TD it is. TD Garden. TD Garden. With the parquet floor. Yep. Uh, then of course we have crypto or or staples dot crypto dot dot whatever b c zoom sta- staples yeah. arena dot yep. com. Uh, then we have MSG, mm-hmm. uh, which again, like I have no problems with any of them. Um, I have I have not been to the Celtics, but I have been to Lakers. Which again, Lakers to me, like the lighting is so spectacular. It's really cool. It it's the best, and so you really feel like the entire court has this like beautiful, almost like golden glow, uh, glow to it, and uh, then it kind of fades really quickly. So the yeah, front they- like row is lit up, and that's where the stars sit. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it's all dark, like where the normal people sit. It's so cool how it looks. It, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. The lighting is beautiful. Why don't the Clippers just also do that? I don't know. Like they, they, they light up the whole thing. It's like, bro, look, look yeah, how Yeah, they cool just turn the lights on. Like it's in here. Like, you know, yeah. when D-Lo and Casey come on, they flick all the lights on. No. Brutal. When I'm in here, I like it nice and dark. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting though. Uh, because outside of that, like MSG, then they go Chase. Like that's, Chase gets that because it's the newest stadium. It's new. That's it. But anyone who's been to Chase and has been to Golden 1 will choose Golden 1 every single time. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a better basketball viewing experience yeah it's it's better basketball viewing plus media the getting around the underbelly of chase is a nightmare mm-hmm. and like there it's really weird as you move through the underbelly of that there are different really bad smells all the way through yeah and you're like oh that's not good oh that's not good then you walk by a kitchen you're like oh that smells okay yeah and then you walk by like a garbage heap and you're like that doesn't smell right mm-hmm. um like the whole thing is a little funky underneath so and so I don't know. So I I I was a runner for a finals game uh, in 2022. So I show up and I do whatever anybody tells me to do. You get lost. I spent I spent the game standing in a TV truck in case anybody needed their garbage taken out. That's what I did during game two of the NBA finals. Wow, you didn't yeah. even get to be inside. No. I asked the guy, I was like, can I go inside? Because the Warriors won that game and they had like a huge third quarter. They pulled away. It was super fun. And I was like, can I go inside and watch this? Because I had the pass. I could go watch like from the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Like I could go stand right there. And so I'm like, can I go watch? And the guy's like, somebody might need something. So we're going to, it's like, nobody needed anything, first of all. And I'm 50 feet away. Like I can just run back over here. Is that the NBC truck or was it No, it was the international 
okay. broadcast truck. Oh, wow. So I helped set up all the di- all the various international broadcasts. I was kind of responsible for for that group of people. But anyways, um, but the first time I went into Chase Center through the through the belly of it, you go underneath and then there's like one turn and you're on the floor from where I entered. Yep. And I was like, this is great. But then I had to go down to the press conference room. Bro, it it's took a me nightmare. 48 minutes. <laughs> it, it's a nightmare to find anything. And, I'm, and then I, I think the biggest inside the bowl, both Golden One and Chase Center are sort of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, the big open air windows of Golden One and, mm-hmm. and the walkways where you have the beer gardens that you went to yeah. last game. The biggest difference, though, is that Chase Center has still, they chose when they built the building, to block out all the way around the bowl, so you when you're on the upper concourse, yeah. you can't look down into the action, yeah. and that's what's so brilliant about Golden One. Golden One is the only one. I mean, that is it's such a beautiful venue to actually watch the game, mm-hmm. and the fact that I think they can fit more in Golden One now than they can in Chase Center mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just it's all the I, I don't want to dive into all my issues with how how that stadium's laid out, but yeah, the fact that you walk into Golden One. In that in that entrance by the Kings sign it in Doko, when you yeah. walk in that entrance, and it's just basketball court. It's right there. It's right there. You can see it from everywhere. You can. I. I it's You're in line to get a nacho. You can see the court you can still. Turn around and see. Yeah. And yeah. It, you don't have to go to portals. If my buddy's sitting in two ten, I go great. I'm coming up to two ten. I don't have to. I don't have to navigate a treasure map to try and find his seat. Even to get up to our seat, we we have to ride this really the slowest elevator of all time. Mm-hmm. And you're just waiting there for like 15 minutes every time. <laughs> then you get to go after the game, you're trying to go down, you're like, oh, this is brutal. So, Bulls are number five? Bulls are number five. Uh, Golden One Center is number six. And I don't disagree with that. Like, that's the house of Jordan built, right? Yeah. So, like, it has some history. That's And again, Madison Square Garden is kind of a dump. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like the NBA's dump, so it's like our it's dump. It's the Mecca. Yeah, it is yeah. the Mecca. I mean, like you walk in, you're like, oh, this is nuts. It's a little different. Yeah, it's it's pretty in, it's pretty incredible. I've been to New York once in my life. Well, I was I was on the East Coast. I went into New York City a couple different times. Okay, but we went to go tour Madison Square Garden, but they mm. were like doing renovations to it, so I got to walk kind of around and a little bit inside, but I couldn't actually go inside. Okay, but just being around it, it was like this feels. This just feels different. Like I've seen this in movies. Yeah, I've I went to concerts here or watched on video concerts here. Yeah, you watched uh, the the movie with uh, Billy Space Crystal. Jam. Billy Crystal oh. too. <laughs> no. I don't know which one you're talking about. He was a referee. Yeah, in a in a NBA movie where they were at Madison Square Garden. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah hmm. I think it's him and Deborah Winger. I don't know why that popped <laughs> into my head. There you go. Sure, um, sure. I'll yeah, I went there for an all-star weekend, and it was uh, 17 below or 19 below or 9 below. Oh, my it God. It was the coldest I've ever been. I couldn't walk a block without having to go into, like, a coffee shop because my ears and my face yeah, were getting frostbit. Yeah. You're not supposed to, like, that's, a, you're not, humans aren't supposed to do that. No, it like, was humans bad. Humans aren't supposed to exist in that. In those conditions, it was it was horrible, <laughs> um, and but to go to MSG for an All Star game was, you know, like a bucket list thing. So that that's dude, I would brave negative thirty to do that. I also I've All-Star been All Star game at MSG. Are you kidding? I think that's the fourth time I've been to New York City. I got engaged on top of the Empire State Building. That's neat. Young. Yeah, many 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 years ago. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Fun fun James fact. There we go on deck. Okay, let's. Let's. Uh, um, it's forget Paris. That's what it is. Thank you. It has Paris in the movie name. It is forget Paris. 
I believe that that's the name of the the title of the Billy Crystal Deborah, Deborah Winger. And I think uh, Thanks, Vlade Divac is is actually in that film. This honestly just sounds a lot like Space Jam. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, Vlade. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's Space Jam with with Billy Crystal. Yeah. Um Carissa Thompson is making stuff up. Former Fox sideline reporter Carissa Thompson. He gads. She said on the Pardon My Take podcast, and because of our, our situation and, and what I've had to do with, with 98 Rock, I was not able to, to cut the audio, but more or less, she she went on the Pardon My Take podcast and said that when she was a sideline reporter for Fox, if she couldn't get to the coach before he went into the locker room, or the example she gave was she said, what adjustments are you going to make in the second half? And he said, oh, I like that perfume you're wearing. And so she went, okay, I'm just not going to get anything. So she would make something up mm. when she came on TV. No. This has become a big thing. It should be. It is a big hullabaloo. Yes. I agree with you that it should be a thing. But the discussion for me goes beyond just Carissa Thompson. Mm-hmm. And it gets into, A, the job of a, of a sideline reporter who's working for a company that, that paid to get that access. Yep. And and B, I think there's a larger thing. Mike Freeman wrote a really good article about this in USA Today, but about what this what this does and the damage that this does to the distrust, the general distrust of mainstream media. Okay, that that is kind of prevalent in the country right now. So I want to jump jump into the Carissa Thompson stuff a little bit after the break, but we have a ton to dive into with King Spurs. NFL Week 11 with the Raiders visiting the Dolphins. We have the 49ers, <laughs> excuse me, hosting the Buccaneers. We're all right. We're talking fast. We're doing all of that. Uh, but James and I have some thoughts on this Carissa Thompson thing before we get into our Kings, 49ers, and Raiders previews. We'll do all that next on The Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're on the ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. Bye. to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Oh yeah. Kings Spurs tonight, Kings Mavericks Sunday, Raiders at Dolphins on Sunday. You can actually catch that Raiders Dolphins game right here on ESPN 1320 your home. H-Han's of the Las back. Vegas Raiders Devon Achan back in the mix for the Ooh, Miami Dolphins tough la test la. for the red hot Las Vegas Raiders. You can catch all that action Right here on ESPN 1320, 9.30 a.m. is when coverage begins for Raiders-Dolphins, but that's not all we've got this weekend, James. Okay. After Raiders-Dolphins, we'll have coverage of Seahawks at Rams. Mm. 49ers fans should be big Rams fans this weekend. Yep. I know that's a little bit sacrilege, but uh, a Seahawks loss would do would do wonders for San Francisco. So Seahawks-Rams, a big game for the 49ers. That uh, coverage begins at 1.30 right here on Sacramento Sports Leader. And then Saturday, the Causeway Classic. Stingers up, baby. Uh, let's go, Aggies. <laughs> Sac State visiting UC Davis. Uh, the Causeway Classic, 1.30 p.m. coverage begins there. I think the l- most fun, least I, least talked about college football rivalry, the Causeway Classic. I need to go check it out. I, you really you know, do. I'm worried that the weather's going to be bad. Um, you know, again, I'm losing my voice a little bit today, so I, I don't know that I'll be out in the weather. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe next year. If we're still, I was gonna say, if if we're still doing the show next year, fingers crossed. If if we're still now, doing the show next year, I, dude. Given how I got, no, no you know what? No, yeah, I'm not no, gonna. Nope, it's all right. Nope, nope. 
if we're still doing this show next year. <laughs> Shout out to Odyssey. We will we will make it a big thing. Okay. We will do a whole thing with going to the Causeway Classic. Okay, and we'll like wear gear and everything. Yeah, we'll get you a little like like you know the pins at Disneyland that you get that my first visit. I we'll have. We'll get you all one those. that says my first Causeway. Oh yeah. I That'd have a great. full Disney pin, you know, where you walk up and you, people can drink yeah. pins with you. Terrific. Oh, yeah, I have that. Great. You know the big buttons, though, that you get? Like weddings, anniversaries, my first visit. Oh, yeah. I Th- could do that. My first like cosplay. City Halls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. That's what we'll do. We'll do that next season. But uh, we're not going to go, but we will be listening right here on ESPN 1320. Coverage begins at 1.30. Okay, Carissa Thompson, sideline reporter, former sideline reporter for Fox, now does NFL coverage on Amazon said for the second time now she also said this on Aaron Andrews podcast a while back like two years ago that she would fabricate sideline reports at times where she didn't get anything from the coach they were going to throw it to her so she just made something up like yeah I talked to Kyle Shanahan uh coming out of the coming out of halftime he said he loved the way they ran the ball in the first half and they need to pick up the aggressiveness on defense if they want to close this one out yep generic toss it back so here's my thing with it, and I and I and I want your thoughts on this as well because you are the you are the journalist here. But for me, that in a vacuum, Carissa Thompson doing that, that does not affect my viewing experience. No, because nothing nothing valuable ever happens in a sideline interview. It's just kind of part of the beats of the game. Coach comes out, says something generic. Thanks, coach, and they go. But on the other hand, this is a person that, as a viewer, you're trusting has gone and talked to the coach and gotten the prevalent info and gone, hey, uh, this player is banged up. Do you expect him back? And get something like, but they're, but if she's not doing that, if you can't trust that they're doing that, now that that's where that becomes an issue. That's a mess, man. Uh, uh, so two things. Number one, um, Katie Christensen, I used to watch her go in the huddle. Mm-hmm. Like she's in the huddle watching it all play out. Yeah. She's right there. Like, she is never going to make something up on air. Right. Never. Now, like, there are times where, again, like, each person has their process. Katie does do a lot of, like, like cards that she reads and she studies. And, oh, yeah. And so, like, when she's going into, she's going to talk about something specific in the game. She'll talk about that stuff. But when she's talking to a coach or when she's talking about what might be happening with an injury, all of it is legit. She's always there. When I walked into a locker room in pregame, and I had a list of things that I knew we were going to talk about on the show at NBC. We have, it's not fully scripted as much as it is like we have like three talking points that we're going to talk about when you get up here. Right. So when I go up on set, like, hey, we're going to hit you with questions about this, this, and this. So you're prepared. I'm prepared. If I know we're going to talk about, uh, like, just say with this year's team, the impact of the relationship between Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox and how that relationship has helped the Sacramento Kings. Great. I will go into the locker room, I'll pull out the recorder, and I will sit there and ask a very specific question, maybe two, to each of them. Maybe I'll get them talking just a little bit, and I'll try to get information from both of them. Then I have two choices. I can either... Take a direct quote if someone says something awesome off the charts. Mm -hmm. Or I can take a general consensus of what they said and package it up into a nice, you know, 20-second bit about the camaraderie between them and how much they love each other Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. So that's the job. 
you you have sort of choices and it's really tough when you're on air to have a long quote mm-hmm. like that's not good because then you're going to sit there reading a quote while the cameras are on you mm-hmm. so that's not easy so it's usually quick quotes or a general feel of what they said mm-hmm. like you know Colby Jones you're going up against Chris Paul tonight just how excited are you to get to that to that level where you get to you get to go play against one of your heroes, you know, one of the mm-hmm. greatest point guards the game has ever seen. And he'll say something, ah, oh, man, this is like what you dream of. Like, and I would go on air right. and say like, man, it, Colby Jones is really excited. He said, this is, you know, something that he's dreamed about since he was a young kid, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you, you're not really editorializing. You might be packaging. You're paraphrasing. It in a, yeah. In a tighter, mm-hmm. like made for TV thing, but never would I make up if I don't know about an injury I can't go on on TV and say, well, it doesn't look like it's so, that serious. So from what I understand, she wouldn't do that. Yeah. She wouldn't make stuff up about injuries. But if she didn't maybe get what she needed f- from the coach about an injury, she would make up something else instead. And That's crazy. So Absolutely crazy. Like I man. said, it's not like I'm sitting here going, wow, I got duped by Carissa Thompson. Kyle Shanahan didn't actually say that they needed to run the ball better. Like that's not what matters here. What matters is how am I to believe is Carissa Thompson because in that in that instance she's not really a journalist because they're they're paying for the access. Fox is okay. Like that they're 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 in a partnership with the NFL at that point. Yeah, but you're still a journalist because I worked for NBC and we were in a paid partnership. Um, like a television partnership. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a reporter. Like I don't have anything to do with money changing hands. Mm. And so like, I get what you're saying there, but for me, like she should have access. Yeah. And that's what the payment goes to. Anything that you get with that access Mm. is journalistic. All right, that's fair. The fact that you have access, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's to me, it's like whether it's paid for or not. Like I, I would never on NBC have said anything that the Kings wanted me to say yeah. just to say it right. ever, ever. Right. And I was never asked to. I was never asked to write about anything or say anything that I felt uncomfortable with mm-hmm. or that was, wasn't was a hundred percent true that I, not at all. Yeah. And that makes, so, okay. So that point aside, you're right. But she, the, the issue here is now every, <laughs> Hey, hey, here's if she had gone into her Amazon interview and maybe she did this and Amazon doesn't care, but went, hey, by the way, I made up a bunch of stuff sideline reporting. Nope. How am None. I to believe anything that she ever says? How am I to, how am I to, how is, I'm like that affects her through in, in how I'm viewing her now. And honestly, you saw all these sideline reporters, Lisa Salters, Tracy Wolfson all come out like, yo, yo, would never ever do that. That's crazy. Yeah. And you hear people tell these stories about watching Lisa Salters from the press, like running after a coach to make sure she gets something. And I think there's a bigger, there's a bigger issue here with, and maybe this is me getting on a high horse and, and making this too big of a deal. But I thought Mike Freeman wrote about this beautifully in, in USA Today. And I, and I totally agree with him. This just goes to kind of the, the larger issue that, that people have with media in general now where people go, why am I to trust media? Mm-hmm. And there are people who are going to be very skeptical, and there are people who are going to not believe anything that comes out of a, out of uh, one outlet or another, or maybe any outlet, and they just think it's all. So I, 
I think that that's the kind of bigger overarching issue here that goes beyond sideline reporting is you have this person who is trusted to be a journalist with access that nobody else has to a coach as he's going to the locker room or coming out of the locker room after or before halftime and interviewing that coach and then relaying what that coach had to say for regardless of what it was he could have said frog apple banana pie fine then that's what it is this coach is going insane it appears yes so for her to be like i made it up i was making it up that to me sows that distrust and going see look it it's the um the line from spider-man it's with great power comes great responsibility mm. And and in that situation, you do have power. You're feeding a, a small bit of information to the masses, and that information needs to be true and it needs to be correct, and to the best of your knowledge. Yep, and, that's the job. And if you don't like what a coach says, you still have to report it. If you there's something that a coach says that you don't believe to be true, you make sure that you make it clear that according to the coach, this, this, and this. Yeah, you. That's that's it. Like, yeah, like I said, in the, in the, in the scope of a sideline interview, I wouldn't miss it if sideline interviews went away. I wouldn't miss it if, if that little thing right before half where they go, yeah, the coach said this. Okay. Um, unless the coach has some, um, Hey, they're the, the 49ers are going to bench Isaiah Oliver at the half. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting now. Or if there's an injury and you get Lisa Salters down there going, Hey, I just just saw them evaluating his knee, and a coach said that he's doubtful to return. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. But I don't need to hear the, the coach give me NFL platitudes. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and I think sometimes Cliches. it does come down to, like, ask a good question. If yeah. you ask a good question, you might get a good response. Yeah. What's What adjustments are you going to make at halftime? You're right, I'm going to tell you and everybody else in America so when we right. come back out and those adjustments are out there, the other team already knows what those adjustments are. No. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, no. Anyways, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. It's. <laughs> I'm excited right. about our next segment. Me too. I'm glad to have some fun here. Faraz Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast, upperhandfantasy.com. Uh, Faraz does a terrific job. We always have a ton of fun with him. James and I have questions, fantasy football questions. We are taking your questions in the chat um, at youtube.com slash ESPN1320. Fire off start sit questions, daily fantasy questions. Don't ask about defense or kickers, though. Nope. Froze isn't having it. We'll do that next. It's Fantasy Friday as we kick off our Week 11 NFL coverage on this Friday on ESPN 1320. We'll also have King Spurs preview. That's hmm. coming up as well. He's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the insiders on ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Oops, I hit a button too early. Everybody got a little piece of the... Everybody on the chat got a little piece of the the rejoin. Faraz Siddiqui is here with us for Fantasy Friday. He is the host of Upper Hand Fantasy. That is an audio, uh, an Odyssey original podcast uh, talking all things fantasy football. And he does a really great job, and he's a ton of fun, so we love having him on each and every Friday right here on the Insiders on ESPN 1320. Faraz, how we doing, man? Really good. Really good. You, you know, we were talking cheesecake right before yeah. Um, yeah. we got on here, and now I just, it's Friday. I, I think I know what kind of dessert I'm having tonight. You're going to door dash it right I got to hit Cheesecake Factory tonight <laughs> I, for sure. I'm trying to cut back. It. I'm trying to cut back on sweets because I'm a person, if I have one sweet, like right now I'm having a donut. If I have one sweet, it just immediately falls off the cliff for the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to be disciplined. I'm trying to, I'm going to eat this donut right now, but then I'm going to like, that's it for today. But right. it's not going to happen. I'm, you got to do it at like night I'm, because I'm, at nighttime, like I'm there's a thing that happens. It's like, you have to go to sleep. Like you yeah. have no choice. Yeah. So it's like, eat it before bed, eat as much as you can, and then knock out. That, that, that's my strategy, at least. <laughs> See, I, that's why I think I like to cap it off with a nice port, because that port kind of lays the groundwork for you to, like, chill. Yeah, that I you love like a port. Done. Like, little sips, and then just kind of chill like and relax and have it go quietly into the night. All right, let's talk fantasy football. Let's do I this. could sit here and talk cheesecake all day, but we're going to talk fantasy football here with, with Faraz Siddiqui of Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast. Get that on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your pots. Okay, big news in the NFL this week, and we, we had some more last night that we'll touch on. But but first, uh, for Sunday, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to start at quarterback for the Browns. Deshaun Watson out for the season. I'm not going to ask about Dorian Thompson-Robinson specifically because I think that's probably not a player unless you're in a two-quarterback league that you're super interested in adding right now. But what does this do to the value of a Jerome Ford, of a Kareem Hunt, and of an Amari Cooper? I don't love Amari Cooper, you know, moving forward. It's one of those situations where we kind of knew what the situation was, you know, without... Dorian Thompson Robinson really had a one game sample from him this year. That was against the Ravens. Amari Cooper obviously could not get it done in that game. I think he had like one catch for like 15 yards or something. I think we could give both of them the benefit of doubt for that particular matchup. This is a little bit of a better matchup against the Steelers. Steelers have been not, they haven't been great against wide receivers for fantasy. They have been getting a little bit better, but it's one of those things where Amari Cooper was like in my top, I don't know, 15 or 16 wide receivers over the past couple of weeks. Mm hmm. Now he drops all the way down to like a borderline wide receiver three for me. He's like a low end wide receiver three for me. Like he, he is, is quite the plummet here for me personally. I need to see it first with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, I need to see it, um, you know, when it comes to that connection. And we haven't seen that yet. So it's super risky for me uh, when there are a lot of other wide receivers available this week. 
Uh, and, and you mentioned Jerome Ford, right? I can touch on that real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe that Jer- Jerome Ford is a very, very good buy low right now. Um, I would, with all of the news, he was already a buy low for me coming into the week before the Deshaun Watson news. And now it's obviously, you know, I think he does take a little bit of a hit here mm-hmm. um, with Deshaun Watson not there. But, you know, it's not like Watson was this, like, quarterback who was just absolutely killing it this year, right? He wasn't, right? He was just a mid-tier quarterback um, at best. So it's one of those things where they're going to depend on the ground game, number one. Number two. Two, his utilization over the last two weeks has increased tremendously, mm. um, and he is the clear one A in this backfield. He's also their passing down back as well, which is which was formerly Kareem Hunt's role. So, moving forward, you know Kareem Hunt. By the way, he has been their goal line back, even in the last two games. Right. He has been that guy. There, if there if there is some sort of switch to Ford, if they start giving him some goal line looks here and there, I think he could potentially be a top fifteen, even top 12 the rest of the way if the utilization sticks and he gets the goal line carries Mm. here's the thing the Mm. browns defense is really really good it is right and they're going to stay in games because of that so the game script for the most part and the schedule for jerome ford moving forward all the way up to the champion all all the way up until championship week you know it's it's pretty good um you brought up a term there you said mid-tier quarterback um why would a team that doesn't have a mid-tier quarterback like your new york jets not have traded for josh dobbs i'm just saying it's a great question well you you got to wonder that the browns you know they wish they had josh dobbs still right they traded him to arizona right before the season started Mm -hmm. and then yeah i mean i I wish the jets did you know honestly like i i really did because like look at how he's performing now in in minnesota just incredible and those and those fantasy and those fantasy options are still going to be thriving. Over there, look at T.J. Hawkinson last week. For us, Siddiqui, Upperhand Fantasy and Odyssey Original Podcast, joining us as he does each and every Friday for Fantasy Friday. I'm going to ask about my team. I'm going to be a little selfish here because, dude, all of a sudden I'm sitting here. I'm seven and three, and I've got all oh. my bye weeks for for nice. my for my best players cleared, and 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 uh, I'm looking a lot better than I was after after the first couple of weeks. So. Here's my situation. Is that is that right before I started to come on the show? That's 100% what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trash, and then and then I got the Faraz bump. No, so so I've been starting Noah Brown, okay? He had a monster couple weeks. He's out this week, which eliminates part of my question. So I have my question in here is twofold. I'm going to start at tight end. I have Dalton Kincaid and George Kittle. Which one do you like this week? I'm personally going Kincaid. Um, I think the matchup against the Jets is not bad at all. Matter of fact, it's a relatively good matchup for tight ends going up against the Jets. Kincaid has been getting it done ever since he's gotten the opportunity, right, with Dawson Knox, when Dawson Knox went down. Like, he's been getting it done every single week. Here's the thing with George Kittle. Number one, it's one of the worst matchups for tight ends. Number two... If you look at the if you look at his target share last week, it wasn't really like there. Like it's not like he just had that one long catch yeah. pretty much for that touchdown. Yeah. Um. So all other guys are healthy. You have CMC, Debo, Ayuk. Debo and Ayuk have really good matchups too, this week. So yeah. it's one of those things where you know Kittle. You know, there's he could be the odd man out. He could score a touchdown. He could score three. The variance for George Kittle is all over the place. Right. Yeah. Uh. The floor is zero. The ceiling is forty points. But, you know, it's one of those things where you, you have somebody like Kincaid who you, you're kind of confident in to give you that solid floor and he has the upside because yeah. of that offense. I think I think he's the guy I'm going with. Okay, that clears part one. Thank you. Part two. So I'm going to start Dalton Kincaid. In my flex, should I go George Kittle or Michael Wilson for the Cardinals? 
that's where the this ceiling comes in. I'm going to go George Kittle there. Okay. Um, I, I I like Wilson. He almost scored that touchdown. Well, he scored a touchdown. They took it away last week. Um, but you know, it really comes down to McBride and Hollywood on that offense. Um, Rondell Moore, little sneaky wide receiver. If you need one, okay. If you need a little flex play PPR, uh, he has a really 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 good matchup out of the slot. If you need it, he had a thirty percent target share last week as well. Okay. So uh, Michael Wilson could be the odd man out. I do like him as a waiver wire ad. I do like him rostered. But between those two options, I'm going to go Kittle. Great. Kyle's out there trying to steal my bit uh, where I ask about my fantasy hey, team. I'm finally good, so I need help now. Okay. I'm, so, I'm in deep waters, James. I reached out to Faraz last week, the week before, uh, and he gave me a last second, like, hey, this is who I would start. Um, I had this weird situation this week where um, I'm down to one running back, um, but my son and I, our team, we're like all in on wide receivers, and we have so many wide receivers, it's crazy. So, I mean, we've got Puka, we've got Terry McLaurin, we've got Nico Collins, we've got Rasheed Rice, we've got Chris Olave, we've got Drake London, we've got Noah Brown, we've got Romeo Dobbs, and this isn't even a big roster. We just don't have Quite anything the collection. We, Quite we, the collection you got there. We, we have a huge collection, so we've dumped all of our backup quarterbacks at this point. We've dubbed all of our backup running backs because they're trash, um, but I, I need... I need four, and I, so I have Dobbs. I've got Noel Brown. I've got Nico Collins. I, I, I have I had to write this down, man. You, okay. you gotta say it again. Go ahead. Okay, I've got <laughs> I've got Dobbs. I've got Noel Brown. I've got Nico Collins. I've got Scary Terry. I've got CD Lamb. I've got Rice, and I've got Puka. Rishi okay. Rice, not Jerry. Rishi, yes, not Jerry. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Jerry Rice has to be in, right? No. <laughs> um, <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> and We're I need, go. And I need four of these guys. Okay. We're gonna go CD number one, of course. That's we're the gonna easy go one. Puka, Puka number two. That's Love an easy it. one too. We're gonna go Nico number three. Okay, great. And we are going to go. Are we gonna go Scary Terry, or are we gonna go Rashi? Are we gonna go Scary Terry, or are we gonna go Rashi? Uh oh, we Sam are gonna go. Good. I I get hookup points, so Rashi, I do have. Uh, I do have uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, of course. Rashi Rice. Wow. Wow. I'm intrigued. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's all I got to say. And you get a piece of the Monday night game. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. true. Um, By the way, Rashi Rice is one of the best matchups of any wide receiver this week out of the slot. The Eagles have been uh, the worst team defending the slot this year over the last four weeks, over the last eight weeks, and over the course of the season. Oh, see, that's why we have the great Faraz Siddiqui on. Every He's the week. very best. He's the he very, is best the very best. best. Upper hand fantasy. All right, I'm going to grab some of our questions from the chat, uh, starting with our guy Soren. Mike Evans against the 49ers or Jalen Waddell against the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. Both guys are obviously good, but Mike Evans... I'm going with Mike Evans here. He's a top 10 wide receiver for me this week. Really, really good matchup against the 49ers. The 49ers have just, you know, not been great uh, against wide receivers. They did their thing last week. They kind of held Calvin Ridley in check, um, but that's not as hard to do. Mike Evans is is a much tougher matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, the 49ers have given up the eighth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks the fifth most overall to wide receivers over the last four. So I think Mike Evans is the play there. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with this one from Dubs916. Pacheco or Nakua? Because I, I know that you actually did a video on this on your Instagram handle, which is uh, it's Upper Hand Fantasy on, on Instagram, right? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I, I and I did a video on buying Isaiah Pacheco. Now this week against the Eagles, very, very, very tough matchup for him. But beyond that, I think it's one of those things where great playoff schedule. His role actually increased before the buy. I'm talking, you know, no other running back, you know, is getting the type of work that Pacheco's getting in that backfield. Seventy percent of the rushes. His his route participation has increased a ton. But this week. Uh, I, I have to go with Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua has had a 30 plus, 30% plus target share with Matthew Stafford. You, you know what's crazy? When Cooper Cup came back, Puka Nakua's target share actually went up, <laughs> which Ooh, is absolutely that's crazy so funny. to think. Um, but, you know, he is a you know top 15 wide receiver after this week. Maybe we bump him up even more. Um, but you, you, you got to start him. It, he, he does have a little bit of a tough matchup. He's going to see a lot of Trey Brown um, against the Seahawks. But I, I do think that regardless, um, with that type of target share, with what he's been doing all year, you got to have him in your lineup this week. Very good. I'm going to... I'm going to grab another one from the chat here because I'm done. My lineup's all set. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> all right, very good. I'm just going to start at the top. Uh, our guy Ramsey uh, wants to know, do you think the Raiders cover against Miami? I don't even know what the spread I is. don't. I don't. Um, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Miami, they're at home. The Raiders have had two matchups against the Jets and the Giants where they didn't really have to do a whole lot. Right, they they went up against two offenses that two offenses that don't really uh, could do do what they don't do much on offense. They could depend on Josh Jacobs. They didn't have to throw the ball a whole lot. They could play safe. I don't know if that's going to be the case, right? Like, what happens when Miami goes up by two touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Like, are they built for that? I don't know if they are, right? Like, yeah, sure, you can give Josh Jacobs the ball twenty five times on the ground, but if you can't do that, if the game script doesn't allow for that, what do you do? And do you break down when that happens? I, I think this is a little bit of a um, a scary game for the Raiders. Mm. Um, I'm going to keep it kind of in the same vein here. Uh, uh, HN, Mostert, or Cheesecake. And, and, and like, I'm taking Cheesecake overall uh, over the other two. Um, but <laughs> I, I think the bigger question is how much is uh, HN's return going to damage Mostert, who leads all running backs in, in touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, I think. It's gonna it's gonna affect it for sure. I, I don't think Mostert turns into a pumpkin cheesecake. You see how I did that? Nice, um, there it dude. Is. That's very good. Hang there on, it is. Some applause. But that. That really I, I do think that. Thank you. Thank you. I do think that HN is going to be a potent, potential top ten running back. I have him as a top ten fantasy running back this week. Now that could change depending on reports between now and Sunday with like how much work he's going to get in his first week back. Blah 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 blah. But I do think that you know he is going to be the one A in this offense, and most is going to be the one B moving forward. It is going to affect them, you know. Obviously, that one game when HN went completely, you know, ridiculously, you know, crazy. I forget that we're on the radio here, so I, I held my tongue here. Out of so, babe, well done. Thank you. Um, I do think that you know there, it, there there isn't always going to be room for three hundred yards rushing on this offense, so yeah. there is going to be a little bit of a hit for Mostert. However. Don't undervalue him. I think most people are undervaluing Mostert's role moving forward. Talking with Faraz Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast, taking your fantasy football questions now at ESPN 1320, uh, youtube.com slash ESPN 1320, that is. Our guy Russell wants to know, and he brings up Mark Andrews, who was injured last night in the Ravens win over the Bengals. He is out for the season. If you are a Mark Andrews uh, owner in fantasy, what do you do? 
I mean, listen, it's it's tough. I mean, you can't overcome. It's really hard to overcome. You know, having a high end tight end and you know, losing him right now. Yeah. Trey McBride is somebody who I would be putting in offers for right now if you can. Um, I think that his value isn't necessarily as high as the guys who've been doing it all season, like King Kincaid and Laporta. Especially Laporta has been doing it since the beginning of the year. Mm. He might be somebody that you can grab, but he ends up being like a top three or four tight end when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Um, so I think trading for someone like that makes sense. Now, if you don't have that option and you just have to pick up scraps off the waiver wire, Tyler Conklin, the last two weeks, you know, has caught 100% of the 13 targets that was thrown his way. And, you know, this is a decent matchup, you know, not a terrible matchup against the Bills by any means for tight ends. So you can put him in your lineup, especially in PPR. He's been, you know, getting it done for the most part. Zach Wilson has been looking his way. Um, that's number one. Number two, I think Luke Musgrave is available in a lot of waiver wire waiver wires i think they're going up against the chargers this week decent matchup there mm. so i am you know i'm perfectly fine with those two guys as streamers hopefully they're available yeah i was able to get dalton schultz a couple of weeks ago and that's just been what he's been he's been awesome. yeah it's a w yeah um let's awesome. hit a couple more of these uh how about um this one uh john poles uh adam thielen or deontay johnson they also have mari cooper i'm, I'm assuming yeah. one of those guys yeah, I mean, I would rank, I'll just rank all three of these guys, right? So I would go Adam Thielen, number one, Deontay Johnson, number two, and then distant third, Amari Cooper. Um, I think, you know, Deontay Johnson on paper, it looks like a really, really tough matchup against Cleveland, and, and it is, no doubt. But they do run man coverage at one of the highest rates in the league. Deontay Johnson, that's his wheelhouse. He can separate against anyone. Against, I think, over the last four games, this is a tweet from Al Zeidenfeld. Over the last four games, he has averaged 12 and a half targets against the Browns, and this is a division foe, so they. This is over the last two years. Um, so he should be in lineups in PPR leagues. However, Adam Thielen, a little bit of a change, at, you know, a play caller here for the Panthers back to Frank Wright, right? And, and this is one of those things where over the last three games, Thielen's usage hasn't been as good as it was before the bye. Okay, so, yeah. you know, things going back Thielen's directions. Now, this is a tough matchup against the Cowboys, no doubt. They have defended the slot pretty well. This year, however, I think the the target share is going to be there. He's going to be targeted a little bit more downfield than he was over the past three games when Frank Reich was not calling the plays. So I do think that he gets a bump from the change at play caller, but a little bit of a downgrade because of the matchup. But if I had to choose, I'm going Thielen. Mm. We have a trade in our in our set of questions here. Oh, are you trading Travis Kelsey away in exchange for Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and Jake Ferguson? I I'm okay with this as long you know if you're if you're really desperate for some depth right like you lost your wide receiver you lost your you know you just lost a running back you know I I totally get it you know I'm I'm okay with it this getting doing something like this but however I, here's the thing with me this just drastically lowers your ceiling mm. I think um, if you are plugging in these guys and like nobody's really moving to the bench like you had an RB two who you know, is basically on waiver wires in most leagues. You have a wide receiver too who, you know, you really can't do anything with. I'm perfectly fine moving Kelsey and turning him into three solid pieces. I'm perfectly fine with this if that's the case. Now, I'm also perfectly fine with the other way around on this deal if, you know, I'm very solid at wide receiver, very solid at running back, and I just need that big upgrade for Kelsey to put my team over the top. So this can work either way for me. All right. Okay. I, I like I like that answer. Um, yeah, I would have a tough time trading Kelsey. 
Uh, it's just yeah. Um, this is a good one. Uh, Gibbs, Connor, Mostert has to start too. Yeah, um, I'm going with Gibbs and Mostert here personally. Um, I think Gibbs is almost a must start at this point. Like the role that he saw last week out of the bye, really, really good. Right, he outsnapped Montgomery. He got some goal line carries. Now, you know, thank you Montgomery for allowing him to get get give him that goal line carry because he was like, "Hey, man, Jameer, do you want this?" And he gave it to him. But he did see only one less snap uh, at the goal line than David Montgomery. So this is good. This is good. Like at least that door is open for Jameer Gibbs. Whereas before this week, the door was completely shut on him getting any work near the goal line. Um, and also the the passing down stuff is there for him the good thing about jameer gibbs is that this week um who, who are they going up against again the the lions are going up against the chicago bears the bears have allowed the least yards per carry to running backs the fewest yards per carry to mm. running backs but they're allowing the most yards per reception to running backs. so this is right up in gibbs wheelhouse there so he's going to be able to get it done uh between Moser and connor i'm going Moser just because of the offense that they're on and the matchup as well Let's jump over to wide receivers. You're talking Faraz Siddiqui here. It's a Fantasy Friday with Faraz Siddiqui of Upperhand Fantasy. And Faraz, uh, our guy Leezy, who actually traded away Christian McCaffrey for A.J. Brown. I don't know if you remember that deal, but that seems to be, that's not working out horribly. Yeah, it's, it, it's hasn't not. Been, it, hasn't, it hasn't been the worst thing. Uh, he wants to know, Tutu Atwell or Jaden Reed? And i got to tell you, I've been keeping track of Tutu Atwell because somebody tried to trade him to me. And they were like, oh, when... When Cup comes back, he's going to take all of Puka's targets and Tutu's role isn't going to change at all. I said nay. And uh, Tutu Atwell, since Puka Nakua came back, 10 catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns. I feel great about turning down that deal. But would you start him this week in a flex spot? I don't think so. Uh, I, I like Jaden Reed personally. The Chargers have been giving up uh, the six most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. It's a really good matchup. He got it done last week in a really good matchup as well. I'm personally going Jaden Reed. Better matchup, better usage. Excellent. Interesting. Um, I'm going to hit you with a question that I, I, I sometimes, uh, this isn't the first time I've hit, it, hit you with it, but um, I'm in my league, tomorrow is the last day to make trades. Is mm-hmm. there anyone that you're like, man, go get this guy because he's just going to blow up in the last quarter of the season or the last half? Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the guy that I am trying to get anywhere I can. The matchup is really good. Them moving Michael Carter is a little bit more significant than people might think because Michael Carter has been the one who's been getting all the two-minute work, most of the two-minute work, almost all of it, almost all the long down distance work. Basically, the passing down work is what Michael Carter has been being used for. He's gone. That's not going to be Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook has gotten almost zero of that work you know, throughout the season. Uh, it's definitely not going to be Izzy Abanaconda. That's not his game. Uh, he's more of a runner. So this is going to be all Brees Hall. We can potentially look up and see him getting 75 to 80% of the snap share. This two-minute work that he's going to get and this long down distance work that he's going to get now on top of the early down stuff like is going to be significant. So I see a, a world where he finishes top five, and on top of that, the, the rest of the season schedule is looking pretty good. I'm going to rapid fire like five of these at you real quick because I want, to, get, I want, to, I want to make sure we're getting through as many of these as we can. Uh, from our from our listeners and our viewers at youtube.com slash ESPN1320. Ty J Spears against the Jags or Jalen Warren against the Browns? Jalen Warren. Very good. Quentin Johnston or Ty J Spears? It's sad, but Ty J Spears. <laughs> I relate I relate to KingFan333 here with uh, <laughs> with that kind of choice to make. Uh, where's the next one? Calvin Ridley or Michael Wilson? Calvin Ridley. Great. Uh, CJ Stroud or Justin Herbert? Ooh, that's a good <sighs> Dang. 
That Tough is a good choice. One. I'm going to go CJ Stroud. Yeah, it feels like Stroud to me is a guy I just want to rock with every week. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm Devin Singletary or Adam Thielen. Oh, it's tough. I'm gonna go Thielen. Okay, and then at tight end, are you liking Luke Musgrave or your guy in New York, right, Tyler Conklin? Um, I'm gonna go Conklin. Okay, and last one for me: Jordan Addison or Terry McLaurin in a flex spot this week? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go Addison. If nope, I'm gonna go McLaurin. <laughs> Perfect. All right, very good. Oh, oh, wait, hang on. One more. I forgot. Uh, Pacheco, Mostert, and Swift. You got to pick two. I am going Swift and Mostert. Very good. Faraz Siddiqui is the best in the business. Upper Hand Fantasy is where you can find his work. UpperHandFantasy.com. Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram, right? That's the handle? Yep, that's right. Upper Hand that's Fantasy right. on Instagram. Right. And, of course, on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, just search Upper Hand Fantasy and make sure to subscribe to all of Faraz's content it is uh, really, really good stuff, and it's helped me get to 7-3 and out of the season after a little bit of a rough start. So for us, thank you, Love it. and I uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. Actually, we'll, awesome. next, week's, uh, yeah. next week's the holiday. We'll get in yes. touch. We'll, we'll see if we can work out a time uh, middle of the week uh, before the Sounds holiday good. to get you on to talk some fantasy. Appreciate you, buddy. Sounds good. Good seeing you, man. Appreciate yeah, you, see you for us. Yeah, bye. All right, there you go. For us, Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast. I want to I wanna get Faraz on one time just to hang out with us for two hours. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to just like go hang out with him like wherever. <laughs> like let's just go. Let's go just grab go. a girl for us. Yeah, I need yeah. to know his NBA takes. Damn. Yeah, let's just go hang out with him. Like I, you know, it is what it is. Like he's a good dude, and uh, I I think we all just want to hang out with him and like you know have uh, pumpkin cheesecake, pumpkin cheesecake, a beer, and talk about fantasy football. That boy. If anybody wants to do that this weekend, hit me up. That <laughs> sounds like a really good time. Okay, we got to dive into this Spurs-Kings preview. The Kings have a have a big game against Victor Wembanyama tonight. Wemby and Co. We'll talk about that next. We'll have Raiders-Dolphins. We'll talk Niners and Buccaneers. We've got all of that for you in the second hour on the Insiders with James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen here on ESPN 1320. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Yeah, Kyle Renata, you're damn right our Sharks won again. Why do you think I'm wearing teal and black today, baby? <laughs> Sharks 5, St. Louis Blues 1. James, your thoughts? Wow. <laughs> Is there a normal hockey score ever when it comes to the Sharks? No, they either win 5-1 to one or lose 10 to nothing. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> ten. A four-goal second period lifts the Sharks to a win over the Blues. Yeah, the 10 spots were big there. Like I was like, ooh. Back-to-back. That's not. That's something that's new. Tough look for our guys. Yeah, the Kings are in San Antonio. I almost said Sacramento. Nope, they're in San Antonio. They take on Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs. Is there any uh, look, Kings fan? Will you, James, and then and then Kings fan out there? Is there any part of this game tonight where you're looking forward to it? The Kings are on a four game winning streak, and they and they have looked great. Is there any party that's just like looking forward to watching Victor Wembanyama play basketball? Oh heck yeah! Like if if you don't like you want to see the the nexus of this guy, you want to see the beginning, so then you can think back to the beginning and you know maybe even record it, and then eight years from now or seven years from now, you look at this guy who's going to be a, an all world player. He's just going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I want to see what he looks like. I want to I want to compare and contrast. And so, heck yeah, man, he should be fun. And for that matter, like I want to see Keegan Murray defend him because that's what's going to happen. Really? Yeah, I I believe because uh, Devin Vassell is out and uh, their point guard uh, Tyus Jones is out. Uh, oh no, he's not, Ty- not, not Tyus Jones. No, uh, Jones. Trey Jones. Trey that's Jones, it. his yep. brother. My bad. Yeah. Um, he's he's doubtful. So I want to see I want to see these guys uh, like like try to slow him down, throw different looks at him. Like I don't want to be I don't want to see Sabonis on him. I actually want to see Sabonis like beat up on Zach Collins because that's always fun to me. Zach Collins just has a really annoying face. He, I don't like Zach. I don't like. I'm sure Zach Collins is a wonderful person who loves his family. His family loves him, and he has a ton of. I, I get it, but irrationally, there's something about his face I don't like. <laughs> totally irrational. And I'm sure that there's people who say the same thing about me, and that's fine. I get it. He's got resting B face or something. Face. You're not sure. Yeah. You're like, I don't think I like him. Yeah. I don't like you. Uh, I don't know you, but I don't like you. That's uh, it. That's how I feel. But uh, I I like that matchup. Like, he, he actually plays Sabonis, uh, Sabonis, like, pretty straight up. He He's a, a guy who likes to mix it up a little bit mm-hmm. um, and gets a little out of control. But... Um, yeah, I, I would like to see Wimbenyama go try to defend Sabonis and see how that goes. That won't fare well for him. Although, no, probably not. Yeah, he'll. I think Sabonis will like put him in the first row and then dunk on him, um, just because so that's, that's what Sabonis does. To so that's just kind of no, but that's what's kind of interesting is is he does that, but Victor Wimbenyama is like seven five. You might put him into the second row and he might still get a piece of your shot. Yeah, he might still block you. So I'm so I'm really I'm 
fascinated to see just how this goes overall and if Keegan guards him what that lo- what that looks like because Wembenyama is not going to be able to handle in the NBA like he did in Europe. Mm-mm. It's just not like you've already seen it that little crossover step back thing he does against against a defender like Keegan that's yeah. not going that doesn't work it's too slow. I also I think one of the things with that Kyle I kind of want to see if he gets star treatment yet. Mm-hmm. Like how how do refs you know officiate Victor Wembanyama? Yeah, and, and I like to see the Kings go small and see if that works. Of course, he's if he starts hitting like the the one leg, uh, you know, fall away three point shots from thirty feet, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, right. again, there's nothing you're going to be able to do either way. But I, I definitely I'm intrigued. I'm I'm here for it. But I also think the Kings need to look at the um the in-season tournament standings they need to understand that you know uh, that Trey Jones is probably not going to play Devin Vassell is not going to play Keldon Johnson is probable gold medalist yeah but you're you need to look at that that game and you need to throttle this team because that's what the in-season tournament surprisingly is about mm-hmm. it's about that point differential thing this team gives up 124.1 points per game. They are not good. And they only score 110. They mm-hmm. have a negative, like, 14 points. Yeah. Like, run it up. Yeah. Like, end it quick, run it up, get ready for get ready for Sunday. That's it. I mean, this should be a game where... <laughs> this should be a game where Davion Mitchell plays. And oh. I know he hasn't in the last couple of blowouts, but if you have... 14 minutes of garbage time because you're up 30 then then maybe you get a Davion Mitchell siding maybe and by the way Davion Mitchell talk coming up in mad props oh I would also say that maybe you don't maybe that's where you start really letting Keon Ellis get mm. get comfortable oh that's a good and, point. and play him long stretches uh, or like we don't know what Mike Brown's gonna do there's a possibility that Davion's done what was necessary and Mike Brown puts him back in the rotation yeah like, Man, this is wild. this is a fluid situation. Definitely. Maybe you try putting Davion on Wemby and see what happens. Why not? Because <laughs> you couldn't see if you uh, could just go super small. Because that's the thing. There's nobody in the NBA defending him. He's too tall. Yeah, yeah. He's just a. He's not seven foot or seven. He's like seven foot. He's just a, a marvel. A marvel. He he is a marvel, especially the way he handles the ball for a guy who who's that tall. Yeah. One of the things the Kings will have to do tonight is make sure to not foul and like slow the game down where they're getting in foul trouble. <clears throat> so defending without fouling and not hitting the spurs, you know, when they drive and they stick the rock out, not hitting their arms. And speaking of sticking the rock out, you can rock out this holiday season with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra as they bring back the Ghost of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more at the Golden One Center December 1st for two incredible shows. Enter online at ESPN1320.com and you could win a four-pack of tickets to the show. Tickets are also available at Ticketmaster. That is my favorite point in the day where you make a brilliant segue to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That was a little bit contrived because I made up the thing about the Kings like defending without fouling. I Yeah. So it, it wasn't super organic, but I had to get there somehow. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I here's my thing with like looking at matchups in this game and and a the the Spurs are pretty banged up. The the Kings are way better than them anyways. 
So this isn't like if they win by 40, they're like, well, the Spurs were hurt. No, no, no. This is, this is probably, this game's going to probably go mostly how it would go regardless. But that's my whole issue with talking like matchups for this game. If the Kings lose this game, like let's, fa- let's go to the hypothetical world where the, the Spurs win. Okay. You're probably looking at Keegan didn't knock down his threes. They couldn't figure out a way to slow down Victor Weminyam and it just kind of messed up their whole defense and it got easy buckets for other guys. Kevin Herter's shot's not falling. Domas is not able to bully Wembenyama under the hoop. Like, those are the kind of things, but I just, all of that feels so far-fetched from where I think this game's going to go. Kyle, in all honesty, I don't think any of those things matter. If the Kings lose this game, it's because they just flat-out didn't show up. Hmm. They they pulled the Houston Rockets and, uh, and just, like, walked into a game expecting to win. To me, if they don't play with the same energy and pace, that's where they're going to lose. So uh, maybe I'm crazy, but like this is a team that they're going up against. It's young, they're inexperienced. Mm-hmm. They really don't have, um, you know, a lot to rely on, especially with Vassell out. Yeah, they, they don't have their true second uh, score. Keldon Johnson does give the Kings problems uh, mm-hmm. historically, um, but like if the Kings lose this game, um, it's on them. It's 100% on them. I, I just don't think that you're going to have a game where, like, again, Victor Wimanyama, like, scores 50 and you can't stop him. And, you know, if that happens, that's on you. Yeah. yeah. Especially in an in-season tournament game. If you can't get up for this. If you can't get up for the in-season <laughs> tournament game. Kyle, this is where it's all about. This is this is why you play the game. This is why you play the game. For the NBA Cup. That's right. The in-season tournament begins now. Yeah, I, I, I just, this is... It's it, and I and I hate saying it because we said this about the Rockets, who Sass points out in the chat, Houston's now won six in a row. But we said this about the Rockets, said this about the the banged up Blazers team they played, even without De'Aaron Fox. This yep. is a team you should go smoke, and they they lost two to the Rockets, and they went to OT with the Blazers. I would like to see tonight that the Kings are not going to be a team that is up and down to their competition all year. Where okay, great, you 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 rolled Cleveland and you rolled OKC and then you went and you blew out the Lakers at crypto.staplesarena.com and you did all that. Like that's cool, but then you can't go turn around and lose to the Spurs, much less this version of the Spurs, where they're missing arguably their but their second best player in Devin Vassell. Yeah. Their best scorer. Yeah. Well that and I mean you can lose to the Spurs in like game 53 if they've started to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. You can't lose to the Spurs now. No. I mean, they're 3 and 8 something like that. They and they the, don't play defense at all. And the Kings are scorching hot like it looks like okay, they've turned it around. Here we are. If you go lose to the Spurs, it's not like they've undone everything, but it's just like, oh, it's like that's deflating. Yeah. I think the other interesting thing is that Mike Brown uh it has such loyalty to Greg Popovich. He might not run the score upon him. He might not take advantage of the fact that in-season tournament comes before loyalty. It, it, it's Every everything, time. Kyle. It's everything, <laughs> Kyle. I'm getting us NBA in-season tournament shirts. That's right. I'm going to order them and have. We them should just plan a trip to Vegas and go to this thing. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'll get my car tuned up at Jiffy Lube and we'll roll. There it is. It'll be great. I'm in. All right. Awesome. Um, mad props. Love we got it. King Spurs tonight. Bucks 49ers on Sunday. I'll have a number from each of those games, and James and I will pick which one will be higher, and then we'll reconvene on Monday to figure out uh, who had more right. 
That's coming up next, plus plenty more Week 11 NFL action. The Raiders are at the Dolphins this weekend. We'll talk about that, and we'll dive deep on the 49ers and Buccaneers showdown at Levi Stadium as well. That's all coming up here on the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. It's ESPN 1320. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Quick basketball thing real quick before we get into Mad Props, which will combine basketball and football, but uh, quick basketball thing. In the in the chat at the break we were talking about, somebody asked, uh, our, our guy Sacktown Tony asked about Andrew Wiggins, and he said, what, what's the deal with Andrew Wiggins this year? He's you know, not having a good year. Is, is, he, is he washed? What, what's up? Yeah, I think he's just kind of being the player that he's always been. It's just more glaring because Steph Curry's been out and the Warriors don't have very many good players. And the expectation was that Andrew Wiggins was not only going to be a a good player, but a potential 1B type if Steph was out. Second best player. Could he be their second best player, right? Yeah. And he's not even been close. It's not, there's some nights he is, some nights he's just not been close. He hasn't been very good. He's averaging 10.5 points. He's shooting 40.1% from the field. He's shooting 13.5 from three. Yeah, the whole team is. 13.5. They stink. Holy so, cow. So you compared him to Harrison Barnes. Yeah. My, I, my, go ahead. My one, my one, and, and maybe this is not where you're going, but, okay. but my, one, my one issue with it, with, with that, is you said a younger version of Harrison Barnes. And, like, that's the, that's the problem is Harrison Barnes – even in his worst stretches as a 28-year-old or however old Andrew Wiggins is now, was never like this. Where it was, we're what, a month into the season almost? And it's like, Andrew Wiggins ever going to play this year? Yeah. Harrison Barnes was never that. He may not have reached the peak that people wanted him to. And he might now have some nights with the Kings where you're like, dude, can you grab more than a board? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I think there are times where he disappears and people get really angry. With Harrison, even like the last, like from game one to game, where are we at game, we're at game 10. So game mm-hmm. nine, I think that like you could have thought, hey, where has he been for for eight games? Like mm-hmm. eight games he's kind of missing. Um, I'm going to make a, a weird statement here that maybe like won't come across the right way, but maybe it will. I, I don't know. I feel like Andrew Wiggins plays, some some teams play down to the opponent. I think Andrew Wiggins might play down to the talent level on his team. So Interesting. If his team isn't good, he's not good. If his team is good, he's good. And so when he's looking around and it's like he's kind of sneaking by because Clay Thompson's, you know, averaging 13.8 points per game and mm-hmm. Chris Paul's averaging 9.2 points per game and no one's really looking at him. They they might be looking at Kaminga and saying, "Okay, what's going on here?" You know, um, but it's almost like he's able to hide within his own team. And when the team is really good, like, okay, he's got that extra gear to be that one of those guys mm-hmm. that's really good. When his team isn't, it's like, eh, okay, I'm not going to be a difference right. maker. That's And that's a problem. Like, there's just not a ton of value in that player. Yeah. Like, where, again, like Harrison Barnes, I feel like he doesn't do that. What Harrison Barnes is doing is he tries to fit in. Yeah. And he tries to do the things that, that matter for the team at that moment. Mm-hmm. And some people can argue with me on that, but like defensively, he's been really solid. Right. He's hit his threes. He's done the things that you need him to do, except for everyone wants him to score 14, 15 points a game. Well, there's not enough shots for him to score 14, 15 nope. points a game anymore. Nope. 
Like Keegan's getting those shots, De'Aaron's getting those shots, Domas is getting those shots, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Herter's getting those shots, uh, Malik Monk's getting those shots. Right. Like he realistically at this point, he's a fifth scorer in your in your starting lineup. He's By your, design, he's your sixth overall. Yeah. He's behind Malik Monk as well, and so like there will be times where Harrison Barnes is really good, and I think that might be the difference between the two. Yeah. I don't think Wiggins looks around and goes. Man, we need six rebounds for me tonight. Or man, we need to get to the free throw line six times. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that where Harrison Barnes does. He's just gonna play his game, no matter what the situation. He's on cruise control all the time. Yeah, I think that's and I think that's right. Yeah. All that said, super valuable to the 2022 title team. Second best player on that team, but uh, now they need him and he's nowhere to be found. So I think you make a great point. Speaking of Harrison Barnes, let's start there in Mad Props. So I take a 49er stat and a king stat, and we mush them together, and James and I decide which one will be higher. Let's start with the Harrison Barnes one. Who scores more points, Jake Moody against the Bucks or Harrison Barnes against the Spurs? Ooh, I'm taking Harrison Barnes. You think Barnes has a big game? Um, no, but I think Jake Moody might score eight, and I think Harrison Barnes will do more than that. Hmm. This feels like, to me, a game where the 49ers might come out a little bit sleepy on offense. Vita Vea didn't play against the Niners last year. He got hurt early, only played four snaps. Antoine Winfield Jr. didn't play against the 49ers last year, and I think it might have inflated their offensive production a, a, a little bit against the Bucks. So I'm going to go with the 49ers because I think they're going to stall out in the red zone a couple times, and I think we see one of those like 12-point games from Jake Moody. Okay. That's a possibility. 49ers passing yards or total points in Kings and Spurs. Got to do a little math here. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I probably say the Kings, I'm going to say like 127. Let me give you the let 112. Me, 127, 112. So that's 240. That's that bang on 239. for me. 238 and a half is the over under. Okay. Really well done by you. Um, I'm I'm going to take passing yards. You're going 49ers passing yards. I am going to take the Kings and Spurs total. I think the Kings are going to score like 140 points, and I think the Spurs are going to be able to score a few as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners try and run the ball a lot in this game. Mm, okay, and, and take some of the onus off of off of Brock Purdy. Brandon Ayuk catches or Kevin Herter made threes. Um. Oh, this is tough because uh, last was six. Ayuk's been around five six. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayuk only had f- four last week, I think. Okay, three or four. I'm gonna say. Oof. I'm gonna go Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same. If it, as good as Kevin Herter has been, yep. I think one of those like three for eight type of nights is coming. Three for eight, three for nine, where it's, okay, he's fine, but not like a blow up, oh my God, Kevin Herter took over the game time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also think this game might be slightly lopsided, and you might not need, Mm, you know, Kevin Herter late. He's going to he's gonna bang home like five threes in the first quarter. (laughs) There it is. There it is. And we're going to be like, oh. Ah, damn it. 49ers rushing attempts, okay? 49ers rushing attempts, or Keegan Murray points, rebounds, and assists. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh man, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go 49er rushing attempts. Yeah, I think I. 
Mm, I think I'm going to lean that way as well. Keegan's coming off a bad game. He's usually around 21 to 23. Yeah, uh, he goes... 0.3 bounds assists. Yeah, 15 points, 8 boards. Yeah, some nights he goes way bigger than that. But I think he's going to have a little bit of difficulty with uh, the Wimby thing. Okay. Um, Okay. I just like overall. Like, maybe I'm wrong. One One of your keys to the Kings game, and we'll do this in the next segment, is about Wimby, and I think you made a brilliant point in it. And I can't wait to get to that with you. But let's finish up Mad Props first. Ronnie Bell receptions or Davion Mitchell minutes? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go Davion. I think yeah, he's going to get back right. in the fold. So so here's you're basically this is do Davion Mitchell or Ronnie Bell play? Because if Ronnie Bell gets a catch, it's going to be one, maybe two. If Davion gets in the game, it's going to be 13. Well, yeah, if he has a full or I mean minimum four or five six if he's playing i don't think he's going to come in and play yeah 30 seconds no i'm with you okay and then (laughs) this is a fun one 49ers punts so times a 49ers punt okay or keon ellis points rebounds and assists oh keon going keon yeah i i want to go the opposite just for the sake of the bit but i think like I said, I think the 49ers might have a couple times they stall out in the red zone, not necessarily that they're punting. Like three punts, three, three, four punts would probably be quite a bit, depending yeah. on the number of possessions. And then... I don't think they're going to punt six times. And even still, I think Keon Ellis would beat that points, go, rebounds, assists. Yeah, especially if it's a blowout and he's playing a lot. That's a bad line for me. This is a bad one for me. It might be a bad I'm, one for I'm you. Taking, yeah, it's a bad. It, it sounds like a bad one for me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Keon as well. Okay. All right. That's where we're going to finish up. We have two different this week. The Ooh. Niners passing yards and the Kings Spurs total, and then the Jake Moody points to Harrison Morris points. Mm. Okay. It's big time. All right. So we will revisit those on Monday. And again, that is for the Kings Spurs game tonight. I dig Matt Props. I don't yeah, know. It's a fun it's a it's a fun way to just kind of discuss two separate yeah. sports in one. Time. It's kinda like how we do prize picks too. Like, you know. Yeah. Prize picks discussions are fun. Yeah, we should do that after the game today. Yeah, we should. Um, man, I got so close last night. Oh, I know. With my, with my dubs one. Hey, Chet Holmgren, can I get one more bucket, Chet? Can you score one? Man, I, last last season, I lost a huge, huge, like a big payout. Like I think it was something stupid like 750 bucks mm. on Michael Porter Jr., uh, needing a point and a half more, and he bricked a three and two layups in the final minute. Oh, and, and I lost. My dad had one last night where he needed another bucket from Dario Saric, and Saric in the fourth <laughs> quarter like smoked a wide open layup. Yeah, like oh, brutal man. I just All think right. it adds fun to the day. 49ers, Buccaneers, Keys, Kings, Spurs, Keys. Can the excuse me? Can the Raiders? Swing and upset. We've got all of that for you next in the final segment of the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right. We got a couple things here. One, shout out to Lindsay Harding. Yeah. Picked up her first G League win yesterday. Yeah. She is the only female head coach of a men's professional league, I think, in North America right now. That's yes. incredible. And she got the big win. Um, not uh, Well, I think they lost last night. But that that was a couple of days ago. With um, that's the game where Colby Jones went crazy. Yeah, Colby Jones actually uh, he's thirty one last night. Thirty one last night. The game before is where he had like sixteen points, nine assists, like six rebounds, and eight steals. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing his thing at the G League G League level. I have a big announcement to make. I want to hear it. I really hope. I know he's not because he's working, but I really hope Damian Barling is listening to this. Because I have a pretty dramatic announcement to make for myself and my sports fandom. Okay. I am thrilled to announce that I am now in on Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I am in Russell Westbrook, my guy. Number zero, why not, etc., etc. He was robbed of multiple MVPs, triple-double king. We stand for Russell Westbrook. No, I've always been one of those guys that's like, look, Russell Westbrook's an incredible player. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But, like, how much is he helping you win? It's kind of on that boat. The fact that he is telling the Clippers, this was reported today by Chris Haynes at TNT, uh, Sacramento's own Chris Haynes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're claiming him now. So... He reported that Russell Westbrook has told the Clippers, I need to go to the bench. Chris Paul, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard need to gel. The starting five needs to gel and figure it out. They're not going to do that with me on the court. Bring me off the bench. And I got to tell you, I find that very commendable. That's a super hard thing to do to be a superstar at the pinnacle of the sport, who was once a superstar at the pinnacle of the sport, to now be in the backside of your career where you are no longer that dude and realizing hey i can be more helpful off the bench for this team that's a super hard thing to do and not a lot of guys do it and i think guys torpedo teams by not doing that james harden the guys will do that all the time so the fact that russell westbrook took the initiative to do this to try and get the clippers over whatever wall they're running into since they've acquired james harden i commend and respect that i did not think that he was the type of player who would do it and he did it okay I'm going to flip this around. I, I feel this is more like like that moment in a in a movie where somebody raises their hand. Oh, did says, I say Chris Paul? I meant Paul George. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Where, where somebody raises their hand and says, I will volunteer. And then someone else goes, oh, no, I will volunteer. 
and like, oh, okay, that one makes more sense. You're the big guy. You need to go volunteer to go, you know, slay the dragon, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was raising his hand and saying, I will volunteer, hoping that James Harden would go, no, no, I will volunteer. <laughs> it's like, okay, he said it. He's yeah. he's going to the bench, not me. James Harden's like, oh, damn, you guys see that? That's crazy that he did that. All right, let's go. James Harden's like, let's go practice. I didn't even hear what he said. What did he say? Oh, uh, okay. He's going to go to the bench. Oh, uh, okay. All, All right. right. We'll go for you, man. All I ain't right, doing yeah. that. Happy, I ain't doing that. Happy for him. Oof. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Russ is like, anybody want to come off the bench? Anybody? James? Yeah, anyone? James, anybody? Like, I thought I was volunteering for something that wasn't going to happen here. Anybody, James? Does anyone? <laughs> anyone? Mr. No, Harden. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that a lot. I also respect that, that Paul George was on his podcast last season and said, I understand I'm no longer a one. I understand that a title team, I will not win a title as the best player on a team. Yes. I need to take a back seat. And again, that's that's gotta be that's so hard because you get to that level by being so competitive and knowing in your heart that you were the best player on the court night in and night out. Or believing in your heart that you were the best player. Yep. And so to be able to do that, I, I I think that's super commendable. So shout out to Russell Westbrook and shout out to Paul George. I'm gonna not say Chris some, Paul, Paul George. I'm gonna say something totally random that like I, I don't Please, intend to say. It's start the last a segment on a Friday. It is. Paul George, like I always talk about OG Ananobi as the guy, right? But if Paul George became available, I think he is a player that could actually help the Kings become a title contending team. Paul George? Like this year. You yeah. said Paul George? Yeah. The, yes. Paul George. Yes, yeah, I agree. I, I think that he's a guy that because of his skill set, um, he's on. They're on the hook for forty-five million this year and forty-nine million next year uh, as a player option. But if he became available, he's one of those guys that everything he does might fit. And you know, you couldn't look at it as like a long-term thing. But what it would do is it would get you the two years you need before Keegan Murray is a is a star. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's where. Like when I look at Paul George, I'm like, okay, I could see that being and if like one of those guys that you look at and say, of all the people in the league, he could put you over the top. I I, I think the same thing about Kawhi Leonard if he didn't miss like thirty seven <laughs> games a sure. season. If you know you're getting sixty games of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And I mean Paul George has injury his history as well and he misses he misses time, but um he's one of those guys that you're like, he could be like a missing link, dude. He <laughs> He can shoot it, legitimately shoot it. Mm-hmm. He is not an elite defender anymore, but still a fine defender. He and a multi-positional defender, multi-positional defender. Yeah, yes. He can create his own shot. If it is, you know what, De'Aaron Fox turned his ankle and Domas is fouled out. It's like it's Paul George time tonight, and you'd be comfortable. And with you can knowing do that. that. He might be able to score forty. Right, you yep. can do that every now and then. In the in the what two games a year that that happens. Like that's that's. I I would agree with you. I think okay. Paul George has got kind of a bad rap. Like Paul Paul I, George early in his career was incredible. Yeah. He's oh, a dude. Dominant I, player. I can tell you. I remember him. Uh, he showed up in Sacramento like maybe maybe a month before he he came back, and I'm not even sure if he came back late in that season. Mm-hmm. But he was in the middle of his rehab from the broken leg, right? Mm-hmm. And he was standing on the court just getting shots up and like doing like non-contact, like he was way far away, right, from playing again. 
And my goodness, man, you could still see the break in his leg. It Oof. was dramatic. Like, oh my gosh, you can still see. You could see like, boom, 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 like the jagged uh. look, like whether it was like, I remember sitting on the sidelines going, I can't believe he's out here walking, let alone there will come a point yeah. where he plays basketball again. Oh. Like uh, whether it was like a knot or it was swelling or whatever, like it did not look right at all. And I, and then I think he actually, he played at the back end of that season. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but yeah, it was it was gruesome, gruesome. His injury was gruesome. It was really bad. And it changed a lot of things. Like his injury, uh, mm-hmm. it totally changed everything with, um, with regards to how they they have guys sit on on the floor and all that stuff. This is a great comp in the chat. Paul George would be this team's Andre Iguodala. I think that's a great comp. Yeah, he'd be a much better Andre Iguodala though. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, yeah. Paul George is is for sure going to the Hall of Fame. Andre Iguodala, if he gets there, it'd be like, eh. yeah. But Paul George is a a definitive. He is better than. But in terms of the. Andre Godala took the Warriors to that in 2014 and then in 2015 and beyond into that kind of next stratosphere because of the role he played. The Warriors did not need him to be the number one scorer, like go get us 25 a night. That he was not that for them. Yeah. He took this tertiary role as a defender. He hit a couple of big threes for them. He'd get a tough basket every now and then. But it was a very like limited role compared to what he had, let's say, in Philly. <clears throat> and so I think Paul George is just a better version of that. Hmm. But I but I think you have you have your core, and this would just be that veteran piece that yeah that fits in perfectly with what they need. The Kings' needs are different than what the Warriors' needs were at that were at that time. But I think that that that's a that's a really good comp. Okay. In, so in terms of impact that year, it was, uh, it was December 5th. They rolled through Sacramento. Um, and it was like shocking to see his leg. Mm-hmm. He, he ended up playing the last six games of the season that year. He came back. So, nice. uh, yeah. So five months later on April 5th, he came back and actually played. Um, it just, that's when he was in Sacramento. That's not when he got injured. He got injured. Um, uh, I want to say with team USA over the summer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, he like fell into a basket stanchion. It was Las Vegas, like yes. yeah, I, and uh, yeah. Is it a scrimmage? Yeah, I, I think I, it was like a televised. I think it was a friendly scrimmage. Yeah, yeah it was a friendly. Uh, Ian Rappaport, not to shift gears here, yeah. but Ian Rappaport from NFL Media just reported that Joe Burrow is out for the season with a torn ligament in his wrist, according to head coach Zach Taylor. Oh. Uh, he had an MRI this morning. Jake Browning is. The uh, it's a backup and and the likely starter going forward. Folsom zone. Folsom zone. Yeah, he was really good at Folsom. Yeah, he was. I think he's one of the greatest players to ever play. Yeah, in he was unbel- Didn't he have like every state passing record by his sophomore year? Yeah, it, he it was just bananas. He, yeah, he was really good. Went to Washington. Uh, yeah, was and and you know it's funny thing. He's like literally the same age as Joe Burrow, and he had one passing attempt before last night. So <laughs> yeah, hasn't hasn't done a ton in the league. So rooting for him. Yeah, be a pretty cool you. story. Get me Josh Dobbs and Jake Browning in the playoffs. I'd love that. I'm in. All right, here we go. We're back. Um, 49ers Bucks keys to a 49ers victory. James, what's yours? Uh, James's keys. Um, go get Baker. Pressure that dude. Don't let him. Don't let him breathe. Um, uh, you know the Niners defensive line to me was so good in the last game. Mm-hmm. And they need to be equally or better than this week. Just put pressure. Just try to 
run him off the field and, you know, like get to the quarterback. Baker is so here's Baker is not as good as a number one pick should be. Mm -hmm. But he's also not terrible. He's got a big arm. I think there's this this notion from some people that Baker stinks. I don't think he stinks. I just don't. He's just not number one pick good. Yeah. And if you let him sit in the pocket, he can be surgical. He's super accurate. He's got a strong enough arm. Uh, they they have to get him off his spot. Make sure to muddy the pocket. He's not a big guy, so I, I'm I'm with you. You gotta you gotta make sure that he's not comfortable. Yep. Uh, my second key is double Mike Evans. Whatever you have to do, take Mike Evans out of the game. And I don't know if you can do it because he's such a huge wide receiver and he's mm-hmm. so good and you know like so consistent throughout his career. Thousand yards, eight, ten, twelve touchdowns every single year. He's he's just really a marvel still. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can take him away, I don't think they have uh, the horses to beat you. Yeah. And then my last key is uh, make them run the ball. They're the worst running team in the in the league. Take away the pass. Yeah. Uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, you know the quarterback and make them like go ahead and beat us with the run because you're not going to. So the 49ers only blitzed three times against Jacksonville. I think we see a similar thing this week. Yeah. Where they are going to play man and they might bracket Mike Evans, but it's Diameter Lenore against Chris Godwin in the slot and they're going to try and get home with four and like you said, make the Bucks go, okay, they're gonna they're gonna drop seven. We're gonna try and run against this four man front. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. You'll take that uh, every time. Rashad White's having a fine year, but I think he is way less effective doing that than as a as a check down option or in the screen game. Yeah, I think they're the worst running team in the league, and I, they're averaging like three point one yards per carry. Yeah, they've just not. It's, it's not great. No. Yep. Um, for me, Vita Vea. Vita Vea is a tremendous defensive lineman. He's one of the best athletes at, at the at the interior defensive line spot in the NFL. He only played four snaps last year before leaving the game with a ham with a calf injury. Actually, not a hamstring, a calf. Mm. He's playing this week. And if he's healthy, they cannot let him take over the game. He is the kind of player that can muck up your run game and have you doing things on the offensive line that you wouldn't normally do and letting other guys get free to just make sure that it's not Vita Vea blowing up your your run game. But he can also rush the passer. He can line up anywhere on the defensive line, so they have to keep an eye on him and make sure that wherever he's lined up, he's not putting the 49ers in second or third and long. Because we've seen that's not that's not a... Traditionally, a great spot for Brock Purdy to be in. So yep. that's one. Number two is he got to figure out how to defend a screen pass. Rashad White could have a huge game if the 49ers defend the screen like they did last week against Jacksonville. Okay. I know they only gave up three points, but the opportunities were there. The same thing in the in the Cleveland game, by the way. Cleveland had a long touchdown on screen pass to David Njoku that got called back for holding. Mm. So they've had a really hard time defending screen passes this year. I think that the Buccaneers are going to try and mitigate the pass rush with some screens and when they do that, Niners linebackers got to be got to be on their P's and Q's. Okay, and make them plays. Um, the last one is create explosives in the passing game. That's Brandon Ayuk. It's George Kittle. This offense just functions at such a higher level when they are making plays down the field and forcing linebackers to get depth. And now all of a sudden, play actions working better. The run game's working better. Everything is just easier when the Niners are pushing the ball down the field in the passing game. They don't have to do it every time. Purdy doesn't need to, to chuck it 20-plus yards down the field every throw. But the Bucks' corners are not very good. Antoine Winfield is, is a good player, so you got to got to keep it away from him. He's maybe the best safety in the league right now. 
top three safety in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Really good player, but you got to create this explosives in the passing game because when they do that, uh, it just unlocks everything. Yeah, they're three. unbeatable when they when they're hitting the like 25, 30 yard pass. Yeah, they they hit that three or four times, and that's just kind of a backbreaker because now your defense is just stretched vertically, horizontally, and and it becomes much harder to defend the 49ers. So yep. that's my that's my three keys without getting <laughs> without doing okay. Win the turnover battle. That's one. Yep. Um, got to score in the red zone. Touchdowns in the red zone. Very key. You got to do right. that. And uh, big thing for me, special teams. Special teams. All three phases. I was, I was literally going to say <laughs> all special the, teams. All three phases. All three phases. Got to win all three. That's my Raiders keys this week. <laughs> got to win all three phases. Win the turnover battle. What? I'm trying to create a path to a win for the Raiders. And I, I genuinely think it is... Slow down the Dolphins. That slow, well, just slow down the game. Yeah. Give me a lot of Josh Jacobs. Take every second off the play clock you can. Try and grind out 15 play drive. Like, get get big and... Don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. No, but, but seriously. Win the special teams battle. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure Tua. Pressure Tua. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see him blitz a lot. Like, it, it's just, it's... <sighs> they're four, 13 and a half point dogs right now. Oof. In a game like that, I think you just have to limit possessions. So you got to run the ball, um, win on win on first down, and try and get them or second in second and third and long. But man, the Dolphins' offense is really tough. They are. I mean, I don't I, know how the Raiders get get stops. Every time I feel like we say this about the Raiders, oh man, I think they're just going to get smoked this weekend. Mm-hmm. Then they come up big. Whether they win or lose, they they play better mm-hmm. than we expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Like, I think that if I were betting football, I would probably take the the Raiders with the points. Hmm. Like, that's a big yeah, spread. Yeah, thir- thirteen and a half. I almost always take thirteen and a half just on principle. Yeah. The problem the problem comes in if the Raiders aren't getting stops, and they do get down a couple of scores. Now you can't limit possessions. Now you can't go, okay, we're just going to ground and pound this. We're going to go short passing game. We're just going to ball control, win the time of possession battle, hope that, that that the Dolphins make a mistake or two and and find their way to an upset. Now, if they can keep it, keep the game relatively close and do that and keep the Dolphins from pulling away, then sure, but I don't. It's tough to draw that, to draw that line. Yep. I would love to see it, though. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to beat them. But uh, but it's still like they're playing better, so you never know. Yeah. And the Dolphins have a tendency to just flat out not show up on occasion. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. do it at home very often, but maybe they mm-hmm. look at the Raiders and go, <laughs> throw their jerseys on the field, and all of a sudden you look up and the Raiders are up two scores. Yeah. That'd be ideal. That would but, be ideal. Yep. Let's talk King Spurs. King Spurs tonight down in San Antonio. Um, do we have some keys to a King's win? Um, yeah, we do. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I I thought I was looking at the wrong sheet. I was like, where did they go? I saw them last night. Your first one here, by the way. Yep. I mentioned it earlier. I think this is a terrific point and it is something we didn't dive into all the way, but this is the number one key and perhaps the biggest key to a King's win tonight. Yeah, I think my biggest, my, my number one key, don't get caught watching. Um, Victor Wimanyama is so unique and so different. And he, it's something that you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in that. 
which happens by yes, the way. Yes, just play your game. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry about matchups. You know, you always hear coaches as a coach speak. Hey, we're just going to concern ourselves with our team. You know, we're going to do what we do, and we're going to go out there and, and play our game, right? That's all coach speak. Uh, in this instance, mm-hmm. do not get caught up with what that guy is. Yeah. That guy is is something that no one else has ever seen, and, like, it's okay. Like, get out there, play for a minute or two, and be in awe of, like, just how long and athletic he is. But then... Do that in warm-ups. Go do your game. Go play your game. Do that in warm-ups. Yep. Go out on the court and stand there for a second and be like, wow, that's a tall human shooting a basketball and playing more like a, a guard than a seven foot nine center. Yep. I'm just going to make him taller every time I say something. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's seven four with an eight foot wingspan. He j- it's, it's comical how large he looks on a basketball court. And I don't like you. We've seen giant players before like this, but not, not ones that move and play in the areas of the floor that he plays. No, it's, not at all. It's just, it's so strange, but yeah, get over that in warmups. Uh, the, the other thing is be ready for defensive curveballs. the, Spurs throw at you with him mm. where okay. okay if you get a dribble handoff and, and Kevin Herter takes it and he comes around the corner and there's Victor Wembanyama with a hand up don't don't you can't panic in that spot yeah like put the put the ball on the deck and this is what you're saying reset get back into your offense because he's gonna block a three or two like that's just gonna happen but you can't let that derail everything you're doing I'd also say that's why you play with pace and you play with pace within the offense because he's lurking all over the all over the court mm-hmm. and you need to you really really need to like move you and, and you need to have enough time that if you have to reset because he's closing out fast you you have time to do so yeah okay what is key number that was key number one nice job yeah What's my key number two my second key is to be aggressive uh the spurs are 28th in the league in turnovers <laughs> they turn the ball over a ton they're also 30th in the league in free throw attempts like get up in these guys, especially without Trey Jones. Pause. Yeah, uh, like, like seriously, put the pressure on them because they will make mistakes mm-hmm. and pressure every single one of them. Throw different looks at women, Yama. Throw a double team, go trap him, make him make a mistake mm-hmm. because a lot of his his uh, like really strong. And again, Trey Jones may or may not not play. He's doubtful for the game. Devin Vassell will not. Mm-hmm. But like, go out there and like give it uh, like. Play a little pressure ball. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, man. There, the Kings are by far the better team here. You don't have to play passive because if you are being aggressive and you make a mistake or two early, and oh man, it's it's an eight two Spurs run to open the game. Like you're fine. Well, that and I, I would say pressure too. When you're going up against a team that's thirtieth in free throw attempts, that means that they they're soft. Mm-hmm. Like they don't go. They don't know how to go get free throws. Yeah. And so again, like this could be a game where Chris Duarte goes in there and actually plays his physical game without fouling, mm-hmm. because it's just this team doesn't know how to doesn't know how to draw fouls. Yep. So the last one, uh, attack on offense. This is the worst defensive team in the league, uh, giving up 124.1 points per game. Um, run it up. Uh, it, we got the end season tournament. You got to run it up. Uh, don't feel bad about it. Just go out there and. <laughs> I uh, try to try to beat them by 30. And on top of that, this goes hand in hand with the amount of points they've allowed. Mm-hmm. They are 30th in the league in field goal percentage allowed at 49.9%. Teams are shooting 50% from the field against the Spurs this year and 40.3% from three. That's 29. Ooh. They defend neither the perimeter nor the paint. 
particularly that, well. That's crazy. The only they and they do get shot uh, uh, shot blocking from Wimbenyama, mm-hmm. but block shots are are not a true uh, turnover. So, like I, I don't value them nearly as high. Yeah, Victor Wimbenyama blocking two and a half shots a game. That's bananas. All right, hey, that's gonna do it for us. Busy weekend coming up. I'm excited to get back in here Monday. Yeah, we're me here too. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. We'll be in here. D'Lo and Casey will be in here. We got you 10 to 4, as always, here on ESPN 1320. Uh, That's next week leading up to Thanksgiving. We'll be off Thursday, Friday. But Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, we will be uh, here discussing all the Kings action, all the NFL action from the weekend, and I can't wait to do that with you. So, James, uh, thanks for a great week. Chatty House, thank you all for a great week. Everybody listening on radio, appreciate you all as well. It uh, it certainly means a lot. So, everybody have a safe, happy weekend, um, and we will talk to you on Monday. D'Lo and Casey are next. We've been the insiders. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.